Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, now, this morning, I want to share with you something that will help you start the year and the week entirely. You know, for a couple of of um, of us who will be in our fasting seasons and will be fasting to you know to commend the year to start the year properly you know now i know a lot of us do that um fasting as a religious activity when i mean religious i mean as just an activity or an exercise that we programmed ourselves and say every every beginning of the year we'll be doing that you know which is good Actually, fastness have even medical benefits and all that. But you see, there's a biblical reason and there's a biblical way to fast. So this morning, I'm briefly share with you, you know, from scriptures, the biblical um, reasons for fast. Now, bear this in mind. You see that. Fasting is not supposed, as God ordained it, is not supposed to be a hunger strike. It's not supposed to be a time where you do without food alone. Of course, fasting involves doing without food, but that's not what the Bible emphasizes alone. Hallelujah. So, go with me to scriptures. Let's start this morning. Go with me to Matthew chapter 9 from verse 14 Matthew chapter 9 from verse 14 I read then came in to him that's to Jesus the disciples of John saying 
why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. No man putteth a piece of cloth, a piece of new clothes unto an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up, taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into new old into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the new wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. While he spake these things unto them, Behold, there came certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, the woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garments, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the mistress and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame, there, and the fame hereof went abroad into the, all the land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. Hallelujah. You see, this very portion of the scripture I just read for you, I believe, gives us a biblical reason or essence for why we fast. Remember, he started, he started by, by, you know, from verse 14, by talking about how the disciples of John came to him and asked him that, why is it that we, we are John's disciples, we are fasting, but your people, people that stay with you, they are not fasting. Hallelujah. But look at Jesus' response. I believe Jesus' response there from that verse 15 gives us the biblical reason why we fast. Look at it, verse 15. And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Oh, hallelujah, beautiful. Listen, he's saying here that the reason why we fast is so that we can behold Jesus. That's the reason we fast. It's so that we can see him clearly as he is. Listen, 
he said that as long as the you know as long as the bridegroom is with them they will not fast that means you know he jesus is our bridegroom jesus is our husband so as long as he is with us we don't we, are not, we don't fast and that's why the disciples were in fast that that's the answer he was giving to them he was saying you guys are fasting to see something to see to see me because i'm far away from you but these guys are with them always so they don't need to fast but the day will come when i will go when i will go from them that is the time that they will fast hallelujah so listen the reason why we fast is to behold jesus clearly is to see him to see what he's saying to hear his word to hear his voice to behold his countenance that's why we fast we don't fast just out of um, religiosity we don't fast for your hunger strike I know there are a lot of reasons why people go we don't even fast for a miracle we fast to behold the person of Jesus because when we see him as he truly is everything is alright everything is, is alright look at it he goes on to say you know, you know I believe I believe one of the best things that has happened to us as I you know as a nation Nigeria you know in our churches is this you know is this coming together of the fellowship of the brethren I think that's the thing that has made the Nigerian churches grow because I you know right now you know in this January the whole churches worldwide as long as you are affiliated to Nigeria we are doing 21 day fast we are praying now how can such a church or such a ministry not expand because listen listen again look look at that scripture matthew 9 15 he said and jesus said unto them can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them oh hallelujah then he now goes on to say no man put it a piece of new clothes onto an old garment for that which is put in it to fill up tickets the garment and rent is made worse neither do men put new wine into old bottles else the bottles break and the new wine runneth out but they put new wine into new bottles and both are preserved hallelujah we put new wine into new bottles i believe I believe this year God is calling us into a fast so that we can behold a new dimension of Him. You know, as you start the new year, you, you know, see a new, let your revelation of Jesus move to another level. Move to another level. Behold Him more. Get to see a dimension of Jesus that you've not seen before. Get to see a dimension. Of what God has called you to do to a deeper dimension move forward with the revelation of Jesus that you have hallelujah you see I used to think that these scriptures are broken when he talked about a fast and then he now started talking about how how the ruler came to him to be healed and how the woman with the issue of blood touched him and how the blind men came and asking him and then he healed them 
I used to think that they were different, you know, but and then you see that no, it's one and the same thing the Bible was emphasizing. Look at it. Because immediately he finished talking about the past, that's when his, the Bible said, Matthew 9, verse 18. Look at him. While he spoke these things, that means Jesus was still talking about the past. When behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. That means I will listen. I can't I cannot tell you that this man did not listen to this message. I believe this man listened to this message that Jesus preached. This man listened to this message that Jesus preached before he asked of this. So, what's he saying? That means Jesus is saying that look at it. Now, now you will notice that all of them, from from the man that asked for the daughter that was dead, and the woman that touched that touched his garment, and the blind man, all of them received. Now, remember, remember what I what I was saying. What I was saying to you, I was saying that. The essence of why we fast is so that we will see Jesus as He is. And you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. That means it is it is what you hear, it is what you hear that you receive. That means faith actually, the faith that you have. You know, Hebrews 11 tells us that now faith is the substance of things, so for the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. So now, faith brings forth the picture that is in your heart hallelujah and you know that when you see jesus you know the more you behold jesus the more your faith is being built up the picture of jesus that you have in your heart is what will manifest in your hand so after he preached this message unto them when the man came to him and said now my daughter lieth sick you know come and heal her he was saying after i've heard you preach this message i can see you as someone that can raise the dead when the woman with the issue of blood came and touched the hem of his garment the bible said that she said in her heart that if she can only touch the hem of his garment she will be healed remember look at it when the blind when the two blind men came to jesus they, jesus asked them do you believe that i'm able to do this thing they said yes before he prayed for them he said look, look, now look at his prayer he said be it unto you according to your faith according to your faith that means according to the revelation of me that you have oh, oh hallelujah so you see is is the same thing that he was still saying he was still preaching in the lines of distance he was still saying the picture of me that you see is what you have so listen this season of fasting is to you know, is to, is to reaffirm that picture of Jesus that we have. Or is to even create a more deeper picture of Jesus in your heart. We fast to behold him more. We fast to behold his beauty and his holiness in a more deeper and clearer way. Maybe all through, you know, all through last year's activities, all through the corona, you know, your faith is being weakened. This season of fasting is to further reaffirm the picture of Jesus that is in your heart. So fasting is not just a hunger strike. Fasting is a time to behold the world. 
to see Jesus as he truly is. It's a time to put away all distractions and behold the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because, like he said, as you see him, it is as, as listen, as, because this is as you behold him, it is what you see. Remember, Jesus said, if you believe me, you will ask, and whatever you ask, it shall be given. What's he saying? Is is listen, the extent to which our prayer is answered is to the extent to which we believe he can do. And the extent to which we and the extent to which we believe we can do is the extent to which we see him. After he preached this message of fasting to them, he came and said, My daughter is even now dead, but come and pray for her, she shall be made whole. When he heard that message, he saw Jesus as the one that can bring life from the dead. The woman with the issue of blood, immediately she heard that message. She believed that, Je- that she, she believed. The Bible said she kept saying within, within herself, If I may but only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That means she saw Jesus as the embodiment of healing. She saw Jesus as raw power walking. Ha 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 ha. Let this season of fasting make you see a new dimension of Jesus. If, if you've not seen a new dimension of Jesus after you fasted, all you've done is just stay away from food. You better just go and be eating. But the reason why we fast is so that we can behold Him clearly. We can put away all distractions and see Him in His beauty, see Him in His holiness as He truly is. Is to, is to go into a deeper and firmer and more rugged dimension of Jesus than never before. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So let's behold in this period. Put away all distractions and see the person of Jesus in a more clearer way. Listen, if you know me very well, I'm not a person of religion. If you want this season, just be eating. But put the word before you. Put the word of God before you. The reason why we fast is not so that we stay, it's not, it's not primarily so that we stay away from food. It's so that we behold Jesus. <laughs> don't miss, don't, don't, uh, don't turn it the other way. Don't not be eating and not behold Jesus and be thinking of food. If that's the, if that's what it is for you. Uh-uh. Be eating and be beholding Jesus. Because the essence of a fast is to behold Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Because as you behold him, the Bible said that you know that new wine is not put into, into old bottles. That's what's happening. Because the Bible said, as we see him, we are changed. Even, you know, as we behold him, we are changed into the same glory, from glory to glory. From glory to glory. As we see him, we are changed. We are transformed. We are transfigured into what we behold. Put away all distractions this season and just behold Jesus. Just love on him in a more deeper way. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord.
Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. You reign. You ascend Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh. You are mighty on your throne. Sing it, he reigns. He reigns. His ancient Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh. He's mighty on his throne. Let him be lifted up in our lives this morning. In the name of Jesus. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. Lord, we give you praise. We submit ourselves to your Lordship this morning. We declare that you are Lord over our lives. We declare that you are Lord over all. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing that is present to break every yoke and to dissolve, and to dissolve every doubt. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He reigns. Thank you, Lord. Kadosh, you are mighty on your throne. Oh, you reign. You ancient Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh, you are mighty in our lives. You reign, you reign, you reign. Zion's King Kadosh Kadosh You are mighty in the earth You reign, you reign You ancient Zion's King Kadosh Kadosh You are mighty in our day Lord we give you praise Hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mighty presence in our midst this morning. Let's um, go with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 17. The Bible said, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that he may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints, and what the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above, above all principality and power 
and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Hallelujah. Listen, if you look at this scripture very well, you, you can see that what God is praying through the Apostle Paul here is that God should grant you a revelation of what he has done in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God is saying that he wants your eyes to be open to see what he has done for you in the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Listen, God is not just praying for us to have head knowledge here. He said that God, he should give you wisdom and revelation. You understand? Head knowledge, see, head knowledge will just make your head big. But revelation knowledge will, will make your heart, your spirit big. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Hallelujah. God wants us to have inside information into what into all that Jesus accomplished for us in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Oh, this morning I pray you that your eyes will be open as I, as, as I you know as I unveil to you the scriptures of what happened in the death, burial, and resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, information affects your head. You see, but revelation affects your spirit. You see, and when you receive revelation knowledge, you receive breakthrough. See, all that you will receive in faith, right, comes from revelation knowledge. Remember, I was teaching you yesterday that, that, um, Oh, hallelujah. Romans chapter 1. That faith comes by how? Hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So, when, when you hear about what Jesus has done for you in his finished works, and your faith grabs it, oh, you will receive the greatest breakthrough. Everything we receive from God, that we receive from God, comes from a breakthrough in revelation knowledge. If you will see what happened in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you will never remain the same. Hallelujah. That is the greatest event in history. Now, look at it. Go with me today. Let's just continue that scripture. Let's go to Ephesians 2 now. From verse 1. Look at it. He's saying, And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are, na and we are by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Oh, verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and had raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, we were engrafted in Christ by the mercy of God, so that when Christ died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he went to hell, we went to hell. Hallelujah. When he rose again, we were also given new life and we arose with him. Oh, when he was seated at the right hand of God with, the, with God the Father, we sat down with him. We ascended with him. Hallelujah. 
if your eyes are open to see that, you will see that right now you and God is one. That is the mystery of the identification that we have in Christ Jesus. See, the Christian life is, is a life of identification. It's, it's a duplication of the life of Christ in the human body. The Christian life is not a life of trying and trying and trying. The Christian life is a life of seeing yourself in complete union with Jesus. That's all that he went through. He went through with you. Not with you in mind though. You, had, you took your place in him. And for you to be a Christian, you must identify yourself with that man. He was called a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. You have to see yourself that way with him. That when he died, you died with him. That when he was buried, you were buried with him. That when he went to hell, you went to hell with him. That when he was giving you life and he arose, you were giving you life and you arose. That right now, that he seated at the right hand of God the Father, that you are seated there with him. It's from there that you begin to live the victorious Christian life. Or else, you keep struggling. Oh, go with me to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians 2. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 2. For I am, cruci I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at it. He's saying that you were crucified with him. No, say it. Say, I'm crucified, I'm crucified. With, Christ. with Christ. The life that I live is not, not my own. I live by faith of the Son of God. That is the Christian life. See, the message translation says, the life you see me living is not mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Christian life is the Christ life. See, I... You know, I keep saying, I mean, I was preaching, I, this, this is 218, I was preaching it. I was preaching it in church. And then I said, until you die, you cannot become a Christian. Mm. I remember a girl, the way she looked at me, she looked as if she wanted to jump out of that chair. Mm. <laughs> she thought I was saying, you know, I could just, I could just remember the, the Nicodemus experience. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. and said, Rabbi, we recognize that you are a man of God. For no man can do the things that you do except he be from God. Jesus said yes. Then Jesus was now explaining to him how he can now enter into this thing. Jesus said, guy, you must die. He now said, eh, you mean I have to go into my mother's womb and die and be born again? He didn't understand what Jesus said. Jesus was saying, you have to be born again. See, that's what the born again experience is. That's what being a Christian is. It means you died the death of the cross. And right now, the life that you now live, you live by faith of the Son of God. See, the Christian life is a duplication of the life of God in you. I, oh, I, I, I really love that message. It said, the life you see me living is not mine. This life is not my own right now. So that, see, that, that is why I, I don't have my will. I don't have a will of my own. Hallelujah. Christ is alive in me. Oh, see yourself. See, see Christ in you right now. See, listen. You see, God saw the dilemma of the human race. 
You see, after Adam fell in the garden, you know, after Adam lost the glory, God saw that this sin ate deep into the spirit, soul, and, and body of man. And so he saw that, yeah, this man, this man does not need fabricating. No. He cannot just go to school and learn good English eh, and become polished and now be a good man. No. He saw that, see, the only way he can rest, he can restore this man is to kill him. So, so he brought Christ. Hmm? Christ came as the second one, as the second Adam. Partook of flesh and blood like us. Oh, let's read that scripture. <laughs> Hebrews. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. God is good. Look at it. Hebrews 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that, that is the devil, to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not of himself the nature of angels, but he took himself the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things he behoved him to be made like unto them, like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. You see, when God saw that man was in Delima, the sin had dealt deep into the very fabrics of man. And see, listen, 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 God saw, eh? God saw that it's not just it's not just going to school. It's not just education that will make you a new man. He's dying. So he sent Jesus to die in our place. And in, and, and in the mercy of God, eh? God put every man in Christ. So that as Christ died, you died. As Christ was buried, you were buried. As Christ went to hell, you went to hell. As Christ rose again, you rose again. As he ascended, you ascended. Right now, he's the firstborn of many brethren. That the same victory that Jesus partook of, that right now when you identify yourself with him, that victory is accredited to your account. That is the Christian life. That is why we have boldness to say that because of Jesus, because we believe in Jesus, we are victorious. Hallelujah! God saw man, he pointed at the guy, from heaven he pointed and said, kill that man. <laughs> that man is lost. Listen, God saw the fallen man and God said, see, the only thing that is good for you right now is redemption. It's only redemption that can save him. So forget all these people that, that say they want to you, you, you want to you want to pay for your sins by by uh, uh, what did they call restitution. Restitution cannot pay for sin. The only thing that can pay for sin is death. Death. Die and Christ will give you new life. Until you die, you cannot become a Christian. The Christian life is actually Christ living in man's body. That old man, that man of sin, must die. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Second um, Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Let's look at it. Verse 17. 
Okay, let me even read from verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. Stop seeing yourself as that old sinner. If you put your faith in Christ Jesus, the Bible is saying, this is how we judge it right now, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. You died in Christ. Dare to believe it. And you will see new life at work in you. The reason why you are struggling with those habits, the reason why you are struggling for a breakthrough, is because you've not seen yourself dying in Christ and being given new life in Christ. If you die the death of the cross, you will see right now that the life that you now live is the life of Christ in you. Verse, verse 15, And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him we died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth we know no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. Verse 17, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That old man of sin, that old man that partook of sin, that old man that couldn't get a breakthrough, that old man that was struggling, that old man that, that you know, like, like we read in Hebrews chapter, in Hebrews chapter 2, that, that old man that was kept in fear, that old man that was afraid of death, that old man died in Christ. A new one is arisen. And this one is living with the God kind of life. This life swallows up death. This life swallows up, up everything that is of the devil. This one is Christ living in you. Oh, my brother, my sister, look at it. Look at it, verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus took our place. So that we can take his place. Jesus took our place. So that everything that was of us. Could die in him. So that everything that is of him. Should live in us. We are alive with the life of God. The very life of God. Is at work in us right now. So if you put your faith in him. That old man is gone. Look at it. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Thank you, Lord. From verse 21. Bible said, If so be that ye heard him, and have taught and have been taught of him, as the truth is in Christ Jesus, that ye put off concerning that former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceit of the lost, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Hallelujah. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Put off the old man. See yourself as you are in Christ Jesus. Embrace fully the life of Christ in you. And you will now see that you are righteous and holy. That God right now in Christ Jesus sees you holy and just. That God right now sees you just as Christ is. Hallelujah. The new man in Christ Jesus has come. That old man is gone. And the new man is arisen in you right now. 
Oh, you are a new kind of person with a new kind of quality. Oh, that old man is done away with all. See, listen, right now, the Bible said, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. Oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Look at it, look at it. And he said, he said, and I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know why we don't read it. He said, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See it, see it. See, oh, he, he said, behold. That means you have to see it to catch it. Oh, I said, let your eyes be open. Receive revelation knowledge today. In the name of Jesus. Behold, all things are passed away. All things are become new. For he had been made sin with us, with our sins, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See yourself. Listen. See, 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 see. He was made sin upon that cross. Jesus, the very Son of God, could not be punished. The devil, the, in fact, the Bible, in, in John chapter 14, the Bible said that the devil cometh, the prince of this world cometh, but he had nothing in me. The devil couldn't do him anything. But he laid down his life. He carried that cross. They whipped him. Our sins were put upon him. And he was judged. Our sickness was upon him and they whipped him. And he said, by his stripes we are healed. Oh, he took that cross and bore the punishment. He became poor. Oh, he took that cross. He walked the road of Galilee. Oh, so that right now we can look upon him and say he became poor so that we can become rich. Oh, the son of God, the very royalty of heaven came down. And walked that dogged road with a, with a cross on his back. So that right now we can walk the streets of gold. Thank you, Lord. Having oh, having all the riches of heaven bestowed upon us. Oh, listen, he was stripped. He was stripped. He was stripped of his of his royal robe. And a crown of thorns was placed upon him. Oh, and when he went and he took that cross upon him, he walked the road. He walked the mile. As he was walking, he was seeing you in riches. He was seeing you walking that heavenly road. He was seeing you walking upon gold. He was seeing you endowed, endowed not with crowns of thorns, but with crowns of gold and diamond. Oh, he saw you. He saw you crowned with glory and honor. And when he went upon that cross, oh, your sin was fully placed upon him. And he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that right now you will never be forsaken. So that right now you can say, the Lord is my helper. Amen. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Amen. Oh, he went to hell. He died and he went to hell. He suffered the torments for our sins. So that right now you can make the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No fear of death. No fear of hell. No fear of the devil. Amen. He was made a new man. God justified him and he conquered hell, took away the keys of hell and death. And he ascended. I mean, and he, and, and he resurrected and came. And then he ascended into heaven. And, and, and God justified him. He sat down on the right hand of God the Father. Right now, the Bible says he's head of all principalities and power. Waiting till his enemies be made his footstool. That is our place. If you understand this, you understand that you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. 
listen child of God you have the same authority you have the same rights you have the same blessing you have the same victory Christ has it you and Christ is the same there is no difference between you and God right now because God in Christ Jesus went through all the torments with you you are identified with him so my brother my sister I want you to see yourself that way oh go with me to Romans chapter 6 Romans chapter 6 Lare the Christian life is not a struggle. The Christian life is the life of Christ in you. It is that you died and Christ is alive. So let yourself die in Christ. The reason why you are still facing that, the reason why it is still a struggle is because you still see that old man with you. Oh, let that old man die. Romans chapter 6. Look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. From verse 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Look at it. I want you to look at it very well, very well, very well, very well, very well, very well. Therefore we are buried. Say, I am buried with him. By baptism into death, you died with him. Verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Oh, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is free from sin. Say, you died, you, are, you died. Verse 8, now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Verse 11 is my emphasis. Likewise, reckon yourselves also to be indeed dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Reckon yourself. Reckon yourself. See yourself that way. Count it so. <laughs> Count it so. That you died with him. That you were buried with him. That you ascended with him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Our old man has been put away. Amen. We died the death of the cross. The life that I live right now. Is not mine. It is Christ living in me. The life that I live right now is not mine. It is Christ living in me. Oh, reckon yourself. See yourself. See yourself dead to sin and alive to God. See righteousness at work in you. See yourself having been justified. Christ is alive in you. Oh, Christ is alive in you. Glory to God. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. I know we've been reading that scripture all week, but let me read it for you again. Hebrews 4. Maybe you've not been getting where my point has been going. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Verse 14. Look at it. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, 
that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Listen, this is what the Bible is saying. He was, Jesus, was ten, Jesus was tempted in all points. Listen, God put Jesus through all the testing. So, The first man, Adam, fell, right? God saw it and said, oh, this man fell. Okay. So God brought a new one, the second and the last Adam, as the Bible calls it. God created a new software in Christ Jesus. If the old software, wait, if a virus can attack one software, right? God now saw it and said, okay, I'll create a new software. The new software he created was Jesus. So when he brought Jesus, since he saw that Adam was tempted by the devil and Adam fell, right? Remember, didn't the devil come and tempt Jesus? I mean, devil tempted Jesus to every point. That's what the Bible is saying. He was tempted to all points. In all points. But this new software, <laughs> this new software overcame. Oh! <laughs> when, they, when God put him to test, Jesus passed the test. And God said, oh, this software, let me reproduce it into every man. So that's what happens when you become born again. That software that overcomes sin. That software that overcomes devil. That software that overcomes every trial. That software is put in you right now. Amen. You are a new man in Christ Jesus. Amen. This new man is that's why that's why the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. Amen. Don't be afraid. Let fear die. This software in you is trusted. Jesus has God's mark of approval when he went to that <laughs> you don't understand see I pray your eyes be opened this morning receive revelation knowledge of what God has done for you in Christ Jesus when he went to baptism the heavens were opened and the voice of God recommended him oh it's just like when you buy a phone right now and then you see approved and then you say it is iPhone 10 approved of Apple you know that this phone is worthy. God approved us, Jesus. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. It is that same software that God has put in you. So when God is seeing you, he's saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Child of God, God is pleased with you in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation accrued to you. God is fully pleased with you. You have the same authority. You have the same rights. You have the same blessing. You have the same honor. You have the same victory that Jesus has. Hallelujah. This new life can withstand anything. This new life has passed the test. Look at it. Go with me to 1 John. Thank you, Lord. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. Oh,
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let guilt be broken off your head right now. Let shame be broken off your head. Let all those things that the devil has told you that you are not worthy, that you are not, oh, that you don't deserve it. Let them be taken off right now in the name of Jesus. See yourself brand new. See yourself worthy of the glory of God. 1 John 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The software, Christ Jesus, that is in you, has overcome all. When they tell you that, that someone wants ah, someone, someone sacrificed the goat, don't be afraid of it. Too. The greatest sacrifice was done upon your head. Amen. A God died on your behalf. The life that you have right now is greater than all. You have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Verse 17, look at it. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. You, God sees you exactly like Jesus is. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You are identified with him. You died with him. You were buried with him. You went to hell with him. You resurrected and was given new life with him. Right now, you ascended with him. As he is in heaven, so are you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, putting your faith in Jesus is the greatest thing that, that, that can ever happen. The greatest event that ever happened in history is Jesus. He's the chief cornerstone. I don't care what they've called you. I don't care what has been following you around. Today it ends in the name of Jesus. Because you've put your faith in the chief cornerstone. He's the capstone. He's the chief cornerstone. There is nothing that has happened to you ever. Oh, there's nothing that has ever happened to you that is greater than what has happened to you in Christ Jesus. The greatest event in history is the finished works of Christ. And you've put your faith in the finished works of Christ. So receive the greatest victory ever. Thank you, Lord. Don't let the devil lie to you. Amen. Jesus went through all for you. There is nothing that you can go through right now that is that is greater than the sacrifice of Jesus. That that I there is nothing. Amen. I mean, they keep lying for us. You think ah? You think you think is that is that movie that you watch Jesus of Nazareth that happened to Jesus? The Bible said that his bones were sticking out. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Oh, read, see, read Psalms 22, you'll see it. Let's, let's read Psalms 22. Let me, let me show you some graphic pictures. Or should I read Isaiah 53? Let me read Isaiah 53 first. Isaiah 53. Let me show you some graphic pictures. Look at it. Isaiah 53 from verse 2. He had no form, no cuddliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Mm. Jesus, the very son of God. The Bible says when we see him, there was no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid our faces as it were from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Jesus went through the greatest shame you can ever imagine. He went through the greatest pain you can ever imagine. 
he was put to the worst torment so that you can enjoy the kind of life that he deserves. He went through pain so that you can never see pain. He went through grief so that you can never see grief. He was despised and rejected so that you will be accepted. He was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Oh, he was oppressed and bruised. All for your sake. Let that old man of sin, let that old man of sorrow, let that old man of pain, let that old man of poverty die in you. See Christ resurrected in you. Listen, the life you are living right now is the life of Christ. Begin to, begin to expect the best because you deserve the best. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we see you lifted up this morning. We fully embrace the finished works of Christ in our lives. And we accept you, Lord. We accept it all. We say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for counting me worthy of your life. Thank you for counting me worthy. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we magnify you. We rejoice in that sacrifice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. You reign, you ascend Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh, you are mighty on your throne. Sing it, he reigns. He reigns, his ancient Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh, he's mighty on his throne. Let him be lifted up in our lives this morning. In the name of Jesus, he's a lion of the tribe of Judah. Lord, we give you praise. We submit ourselves to your lordship this morning. We declare that you are Lord over our lives. We declare that you are Lord over all. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing that is present to break every yoke and to to dissolve every doubt in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He reigns. Thank you, Lord. Kadosh, you are mighty on your throne. Oh, you reign. You ancient Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh, 
You are mighty in our lives. You reign, you reign, you reign. You descend Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh. You are mighty in the earth. You reign, you reign. You descend Zion's king. Kadosh, Kadosh, you are mighty in our day. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mighty presence in our midst this morning. Let's um, go with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 17. Bible said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that he may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints, and what the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above, above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church hallelujah listen if you look at this scripture very well you you can see that what god is praying through the apostle paul here is that god should grant you a revelation of what he has done in christ jesus oh hallelujah god is saying that he wants your eyes to be open to see what he has done for you in the death burial resurrection and ascension of jesus listen god is not just praying for us to have head knowledge here. He said that God, he should give you wisdom and revelation. You understand? Head knowledge, see, head knowledge will just make your head big. But revelation knowledge will, will make your heart, your spirit big. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Hallelujah. God wants us to have inside information into what into all that Jesus accomplished for us in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Oh, this morning I pray you that your eyes will be open as I, as, as I, you know, as I unveil to you the scriptures of what happened in the death, burial, and resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, information affects your head. You see, but revelation affects your spirit. You see, and when you receive revelation knowledge, you receive breakthrough. See, all that you will receive in faith, right, comes from revelation knowledge. Remember, I was teaching you yesterday that, that um, oh, hallelujah, Romans chapter 1, that faith comes by how? Hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? So, when, when you hear about what Jesus has done for you in his finished works and your faith grabs it, oh, you will receive the greatest breakthrough. Everything we receive from God, that we receive from God, come from a breakthrough in revelation knowledge. 
if you will see what happened in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, you will never remain the same. Hallelujah. That is the greatest event in history. Now, look at it. Go with me to the... Let's just continue that scripture. Let's go to Ephesians 2 now. From verse 1. Look at it. He's saying, And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we are, na and we are by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Oh, verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, and had raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, we were engrafted in Christ by the mercy of God, so that when Christ died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he went to hell, we went to hell. Hallelujah. When he rose again, we were also given new life. And we arose with him. Oh, when he was seated at the right hand of God with, the, with God the Father, we sat down with him. We ascended with him. Hallelujah. If your eyes are open to see that, you will see that right now, you and God is one. That is the mystery of the identification that we have in Christ Jesus. See, the Christian life is, is a life of identification. It's, it's a duplication of the life of Christ in the human body. The Christian life is not a life of trying and trying and trying. The Christian life is a life of seeing yourself in complete union with Jesus. That all that he went through, he went through with you. Not with you in mind though. You had you took your place in him. And for you to be a Christian, you must identify yourself with that man. He was called a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. You have to see yourself that way with him. That when he died, you died with him. That when he was buried, you were buried with him. That when he went to hell, you went to hell with him. That when he was giving you life and he arose, you were giving you life and you arose. That right now, that he seated at the right hand of God the Father, that you are seated there with him. It's from there that you begin to live the victorious Christian life. Or else, you keep struggling. Oh, go with me to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians 2. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 2. For I am, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at it. He's saying that you were crucified with him. No, say it. Say, I'm crucified, I'm crucified. With, Christ. with Christ. The life that I live is not my own. I live by faith of the Son of God. That is the Christian life. See, the message translation says, the life you see me living is not mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Christian life is the Christ life. 
See, I, you know, I keep saying, I mean, I was preaching, I, this, this is 218, I was preaching it. I was preaching it in church. And then I said, until you die, you cannot become a Christian. I remember a girl, the way she looked at me, she looked as if she wanted to jump out of that chair. <laughs> she thought I was saying, you know, I could just, I could just remember the, the Nicodemus experience. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we recognize that you are a man of God. For no man can do the things that you do except he be from God. Jesus said, yes. Then Jesus was now explaining to him how he can now enter into this thing. Jesus said, guy, you must die. He now said, eh? You mean I have to go into my mother's womb and die and be born again? He didn't understand what Jesus Jesus was saying, you have to be born again. See, that's what the born again experience is. That's what being a Christian is. It means you died the death of the cross. And right now, the life that you now live, you live by faith of the Son of God. See, the Christian life is a duplication of the life of God in you. I, oh, I, I, I really love that message. He said, the life you see me living is not mine. This life is not my own right now. So that, see, that, that is why I, I don't have my will. I don't have a will of my own. Hallelujah. Christ is alive in me. Oh, see yourself. See, see Christ in you right now. See, listen. You see, God saw the dilemma of the human race. You see, after Adam fell in the garden, you know, after Adam lost the glory, God saw that this sin ate deep into the spirit, soul, and, and body of man. And so he saw that, yeah, this man, this man does not need fabricating. You know? He cannot just go to school and learn good English eh, and become polished and now be a good man. You know? He saw that, see, the only way he can rest, he can restore this man is to kill him. So, so he brought Christ. Hmm? Christ came as the second one, as the second Adam. Partook of flesh and blood like us. Oh, let's read that scripture. <laughs> Hebrews. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. God is good. Look at it. Hebrews 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that, that is the devil, to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not of himself the nature of angels, but he took himself the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things he behoved him to be made like unto them, like unto his brethren, that he might be merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. You see, when God saw that man was in Delima, the sin had dealt deep into the very fabrics of man. And see, listen, 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 God saw, eh? God saw that it's not just it's not just going to school, it's not just education that will make you a new man, it's dying. So he sent Jesus to die in our place. And in, and, and in the mercy of God, eh? God puts every man in Christ. So that as Christ died, you died. As Christ was buried, you were buried. As Christ went to hell, you went to hell. As Christ rose again, you rose again. As he ascended, you ascended. Right now, he's the firstborn of many brethren. That the same victory that Jesus partook of, that right now when you identify yourself with him, that victory is accredited to your account. 
That is the Christian life. That is why we have boldness to say that because of Jesus, because we believe in Jesus, we are victorious. Hallelujah! Amen. God saw man. He pointed at the guy from heaven. He pointed and said, Kill that man! Yeah. <laughs> that man is lost! Listen, God saw the fallen man and God said, See, the only thing that is good for you right now is redemption. It's only redemption that can save him. So forget all these people that, that say they want to you, you you want to you want to pay for your sins by by uh, uh, what did they call restitution. Restitution cannot pay for sin. The only thing that can pay for sin is death. Death. Die and Christ will give you new life. Until you die, you cannot become a Christian. The Christian life is actually Christ living in man's body. That old man, that man of sin must die. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. So look at it. Verse 17. Okay, let me even read from verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead. Stop seeing yourself as that old sinner. If you put your faith in Christ Jesus, the Bible is saying, this is how we judge it right now, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. You died in Christ. Dare to believe it, and you will see new life at work in you. The reason why you are struggling with those habits, the reason why you are struggling for a breakthrough, is because you've not seen yourself dying in Christ and being given new life in Christ. If you die the death of the cross, you will see right now that the life that you now live is the life of Christ in you. Verse, verse 15 And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore, henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth to know him no more. Verse 17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That old man of sin, that old man that partook of sin, that old man that couldn't get a breakthrough, that old man that was struggling, that old man that, that you know, like, like we read in Hebrews chapter, in Hebrews chapter 2, that, that old man that was kept in fear, that old man that was afraid of death, that old man died in Christ. A new one is arisen. And this one is living with the God kind of life. This life swallows up death. This life swallows up, up everything that is of the devil. This one is Christ living in you. Oh, my brother, my sister, look at it. Look at it. Verse 21. For he hath made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus took our place. So that we can take his place. 
Jesus took our place so that everything that was of us could die in him so that everything that is of him should live in us. We are alive with the life of God. The very life of God is at work in us right now. So if you put your faith in him, that old man is gone. Look at it. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Thank you, Lord. From verse 21. Bible said, If so be that ye heard him, and have taught and have been taught of him, as the truth is in Christ Jesus, that ye put off concerning that former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceit of the lost, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Hallelujah. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Put off the old man. See yourself as you are in Christ Jesus. Embrace fully the life of Christ in you. And you will now see that you are righteous and holy. That God right now in Christ Jesus sees you holy and just. That God right now sees you just as Christ is. Hallelujah. The new man in Christ Jesus has come. That old man is gone. And the new man is arisen in you right now. Oh, you are a new kind of person. With a new kind of quality. Oh, that old man is done away with you. See, listen, right now, the Bible said, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. Oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Look at it. Look at it. And he said, he said, and I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why we don't read it. He said, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. See it. See it. Say, oh, he, he said, behold. That means you have to see it to catch it. Oh, I said, let your eyes be open. Receive revelation knowledge today. In the name of Jesus, behold, all things are passed away. All things are become new. For he had been made sin with us, with our sins, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See yourself. Listen. See, 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 see. He was made sin upon that cross. Jesus, the very Son of God, could not be punished. The devil, the, in fact, the Bible, in, in John chapter 14, the Bible said that the devil cometh, the prince of this world cometh, but he had nothing in me. The devil couldn't do him anything. But he laid down his life. He carried that cross. They whipped him. Our sins were put upon him. And he was judged. Our sickness was upon him and they whipped him. And he said, by his stripes we are healed. Oh, he took that cross and bore the punishment. He became poor. Oh, he took that cross. He walked the road of Galilee. Oh, so that right now we can look upon him and say he became poor so that we can become rich. Oh, the son of God, the very royalty of heaven came down. And walked that dogged road with a, with a cross on his back. So that right now we can walk the streets of gold. Thank you, Lord. Having all, oh, having all the riches of heaven bestowed upon us. Oh, listen, he was stripped. He was stripped. He was stripped of his of his royal robe. And a crown of thorns was placed upon him. 
Oh, and when he went and he took that cross upon him, he walked the road. He walked the mile. As he was walking, he was seeing you in riches. He was seeing you walking that heavenly road. He was seeing you walking upon gold. He was seeing you endowed, endowed not with crowns of thorns, but with crowns of gold and diamond. Oh, he saw you. He saw you crowned with glory and honor. And when he went upon that cross, oh, your sin was really placed upon him. And he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that right now you will never be forsaken. So that right now you can say, the Lord is my helper. Amen. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Amen. Oh, he went to hell. He died and he went to hell. He suffered the torment for our sins. So that right now you can make the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No fear of death. No fear of hell. No fear of the devil. Amen. He was made a new man. God justified him and he conquered hell, took away the keys of hell and death. And he ascended. I mean, and he resurrected and came. And then he ascended into heaven. And, and, and God justified him. He sat down on the right hand of God the Father. Right now, the Bible says he's head of all principalities and power. Waiting till his enemies will made his footstool. That is our place. If you understand this, you understand that you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Listen, child of God, you have the same authority. You have the same rights. You have the same blessing. You have the same victory Christ has. In. You and Christ is the same. There is no difference between you and God right now because God in Christ Jesus went through all the torments with you. You are identified with him. So my brother, my sister, I want you to see yourself that way. Oh, go with me to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. The Christian life is not a struggle. The Christian life is the life of Christ in you. It is that you died and Christ is alive. So let yourself die in Christ. The reason why you are still facing that, the reason why it is still a struggle is because you still see that old man with you. Oh, let that old man die. Romans chapter 6. Look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it. From verse 4. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Look at it. I want you to look at it very well, very well, very well, very well, very well, very well. Therefore we are buried. Say, I am buried with him. By baptism into death, you died with him. Verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Oh, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Say, you died, oh. You, are, you died. Verse 8. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. 
Verse 11 is my emphasis. Likewise, reckon yourselves also to be indeed dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Reckon yourself. Reckon yourself. See yourself that way. Count it so. <laughs> Count it so. That you died with him. That you were buried with him. That you ascended with him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Our old man has been put away. Amen. We died the death of the cross. The life that I live right now is not mine. It is Christ living in me. The life that I live right now is not mine. It is Christ living in me. Oh, reckon yourself. See yourself. See yourself dead to sin and alive to God. See righteousness at work in you. See yourself having been justified. Christ is alive in you. Oh, Christ is alive in you. Glory to God. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Okay. I know we've been reading that scripture all week, but let me read it for you again. Hebrews 4. Maybe you've not been getting where my point has been going. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Verse 14. Look at it. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Listen, this is what the Bible is saying. He was, Jesus was tempted Jesus was tempted in all points. Listen, God put Jesus through all the testing. So, the first man, Adam, fell, right? God saw it and said, Oh, this man fell. Okay. So, God brought a new one, the second and the last Adam, as the Bible calls it. God created a new software in Christ Jesus. If the old software, wait, if a virus can attack one software, right? God now saw it and said, Okay. I'll create a new software. The new software he created was Jesus. So when he brought Jesus, since he saw that Adam was tempted by the devil and Adam fell, right? Remember, didn't didn't devil come and tempt Jesus? I mean, devil tempted Jesus to every point. That's what the Bible is saying. He was tempted to all points. In all points. But this new software, (laughs) this new software overcame Oh, <laughs> when they when God put him to test, Jesus passed the test, and God saw, oh, oh this software. Let me reproduce it into every man. Amen. So that's what happens when you become born again. That software that overcomes sin, that software that overcomes devil, that software that overcomes every trial. That software is put in you right now. Amen. You are a new man in Christ Jesus. Amen. This new man is that's why that's why the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. Don't be afraid. Let fear die. This software in you is trusted. Jesus has God's mark of approval. When he went to that, <laughs> you don't understand. See, I pray your eyes be opened this morning. Receive revelation knowledge of what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. When he went to baptism, the heavens were opened and the voice of God recommended him. Oh, it's just like when you buy a phone right now and then you see approved and then you say it is iPhone 10. Approved. 
of Apple. You know that this phone is worthy. God approved us, Jesus. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. It is that same software that God has put in you. So when God is seeing you, he's saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Child of God, God is pleased with you in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation accrued to you. God is fully pleased with you. You have the same authority. You have the same rights. You have the same blessing. You have the same honor. You have the same victory that Jesus has. Hallelujah. This new life can withstand anything. This new life has passed the test. Look at it. Go with me to 1 John. Thank you, Lord. 1 John 4. 1 John 4. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let guilt be broken off your head right now. Let shame be broken off your head. Let all those things that the devil has told you that you are not worthy, that you are not, oh, that you don't deserve it. Let them be taken off right now in the name of Jesus. See yourself brand new. See yourself worthy of the glory of God. 1 John 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The software, Christ Jesus, that is in you, has overcome all. When they tell you that, that someone wants ah, someone, someone sacrificed a goat, don't be afraid of it. Too. The greatest sacrifice was done upon your head. Amen. A God died on your behalf. The life that you have right now is greater than all. You have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Verse 17, look at it. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. You, God sees you exactly like Jesus is. Thank you, Lord. You are identified with him. You died with him. You were buried with him. You went to hell with him. You resurrected and was given new life with him. Right now, you ascended with him. As he is in heaven, so are you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, putting your faith in Jesus is the greatest thing that, that, that can ever happen. The greatest event that ever happened in history is Jesus. He's the chief cornerstone. I don't care what they've called you. 
I don't care what has been following you around. Today it ends in the name of Jesus. Because you've put your faith in the chief cornerstone. He's the capstone. He's the chief cornerstone. There is nothing that has happened to you ever. Oh, there's nothing that has ever happened to you that is greater than what has happened to you in Christ Jesus. The greatest event in history is the finished works of Christ. And you've put your faith in the finished works of Christ. So receive the greatest victory ever. Thank you, Lord. Don't let the devil lie to you. Jesus went through all for you. There is nothing that you can go through right now that is that is greater than the sacrifice of Jesus. That that I there is nothing. I mean, they keep lying for us. You think ah? You think you think is that is that movie that you watch Jesus of Nazareth that happened to Jesus? The Bible said that his bones were sticking out. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Oh, read, see, read Psalms 22, you'll see it. Let's, let's read Psalms 22. Let me, let me show you some graphic pictures. Or should I read Isaiah 53? Let me read Isaiah 53 first. Isaiah 53. Let me show you some graphic pictures. Look at it. Isaiah 53 from verse 2. He had no form, no cuddliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Mm. Jesus, the very son of God. The Bible says when we see him, there was no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid our faces as it were from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Jesus went through the greatest shame you can ever imagine. He went through the greatest pain you can ever imagine. He was put to the worst torment so that you can enjoy the kind of life that he deserves. He went through pain so that you can never see pain. He went through grief so that you can never see grief. He was despised and rejected so that you will be accepted. He was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Oh, he was oppressed and bruised. All for your sake. Let that old man of sin, let that old man of sorrow, let that old man of pain, let that old man of poverty die in you. See Christ resurrected in you. Listen, the life you are living right now is the life of Christ. Begin to, begin to expect the best. Because you deserve the best. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we see you lifted up this morning. We fully embrace the finished works of Christ in our lives. And we accept you, Lord. We accept it all. We say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for counting me worthy of your life. Thank you for counting me worthy. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we magnify you. We rejoice in that sacrifice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. 